Good morning, Four Oaks Church. It is Friday, August 25th, if you can believe it or not, our last devotional of the week. And we want to come full circle and put some punctuation marks. Is that the right phrase? Maybe an exclamation point. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, at the end of our studies, as we've been looking at Matthew 9, 9 through 13, which is the calling of Matthew, his conversion, and the after party Matthew throws at his house where he invites Jesus. And one of the things that we left off last time reminding ourselves of is simply this, is that anyone can be forgiven. And what a glorious truth that is. However, it has to be coupled, okay, with an equally valid truth. And it's simply this, everybody needs forgiveness. See, any, any, anybody can be forgiven, but it's contingent upon that person knowing they actually need forgiveness. And this is what is going to reveal itself as the major hangup um, as the Pharisees are watching all of this unfold before their very eyes. So let's read Matthew 9, 9 through 13. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as Jesus reclined at table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with the tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. So last time we left off talking about this quote that Jesus has from Hosea 6, where he says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. And that's really pointed to these Pharisees who... Um, did not perceive um, to really understand the significance of these ritually unclean people, these sinners, coming to Jesus. For them, this was a scandal because it contaminated, made unclean, the holy man of God, the rabbi, Jesus, when in reality, Jesus is saying, if I am the one who has authority to forgive sins, where else would you want these people to be but with me, reclining with me, coming to me. And he says, if you understood, I, I, I would want you to understand this, but you can't because your hearts are hardened, right? And he quotes Hosea chapter 6 because this is an, a, a circumstance where the people of Israel are going through the spiritual motions. They are doing the right things, but for none of the wrong, for all the wrong reasons. They're offering sacrifices, tithes, they're going through their rituals, but they're doing so with hardened hearts. And this hardened heart is reflected in this very unmerciful attitude that they have towards all of these tax collectors and sinners, which, which leads us to this place where Jesus delivers this final punchline. When he says at the end of verse 13, for I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Now, what is he, what, what, what's he getting at here? One question that presents itself 
in this in this parable, or not in this parable, in this story, that that is so obvious. I haven't even really thought about it in these terms before, but it's but it's very clear. It should just smack us right in the face, and it's simply this: Why aren't the Pharisees sitting with Jesus around that table as well? And I think the answer to that goes deeper than simply they wouldn't dare be seen with tax collectors. I think it goes to something even more fundamental than that, is that they don't see themselves in the same category as the tax collectors and sinners. In other words, they're not coming to Jesus because they don't think that they need to be forgiven. They're, they're following the law. They're obeying all the rules. They are, they are doing the sacrifices. They are, they are offering the burnt offerings. They're giving of the tithes. They're, they're observing the Sabbath. They're doing all these things. But yet, because their hearts are hard, they're impenetrable, they're doing the right things for the wrong reasons, for them, righteousness is caught up and captured in what they are doing outwardly independently of what God wants to do inwardly in their hearts. They are going through the spiritual motions. It is a sham. And the reason they stand on the outside in judgment of Jesus and the sinners is because they don't know that they should be around that table as well. Now, one of the things that that should remind you of Okay, this idea of the, of, the, of the Pharisees being on the outside of the party and refusing to go in, of course, is the very famous passage from Luke 15 about the prodigal son. And you know the story well. The, there was two sons, one who was the faithful older brother, at least faithful, faithful outwardly, and then the rebellious younger brother who wished his father dead, took his fortune to a foreign land, and, um, and blew it all on prostitutes and wild partying. And it was when the son woke up from, from sleeping with the pigs that he realized how debaucherous he, he was. And he went back to the home country to his father and begged his father simply to take him back, just to give him the status that he would give the lowest of his hired hands, and what does the father do? The father throws him a party. The father says, today my son has been found. He was lost, but now he's returned home. And we are going to celebrate. We're going to, we're, 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 we're going to receive him back in because he has a broken heart that's repentant and wants to return. Now, this story is not so much about the, the younger brother, it's really about the older brother. Because the older brother, when all this is happening, where does the older brother find himself? He is on the outside of the party. And he hears the noise, he hears the celebration, he sends the hired servant in to find out what is going on inside, and he tells him, your brother's come home, he's lost, he's found, and now let's pick up the story from right there. And I'm going to read from Luke chapter 15, verse 25. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf, because he has received him back safe and sound. 
But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him, but he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. He doesn't go in to the party because he thinks of himself as so much better than the younger son, his younger brother. He doesn't go into the party because his hardness of heart has blinded him to his own need, his own sin, and his own ability to recognize that he too needs the mercy and grace of the Father. And that is very much what we have going on in real life in Matthew chapter 9. The Pharisees stay on the outskirts of the party because they don't think they need to be there. And, and this is just a great lesson for us, right? Uh, particularly for those of us who would, who would say we are faithful, we are Christians, right? We, we worship the Lord. We're in fellowship with other believers. Um, we're looking for opportunities to share our faith. We are, are serving one another. And we have to remember that apart from a life-transforming relationship with Jesus Christ, all of it means nothing. Unless that we see that we too need forgiveness, that we need mercy, that we need grace, we will not be the kind of people that offer mercy, offer forgiveness, and offer grace. And if we, if we are, if we are those kind of people, then we will see our need to be around that table. Um, we, will, we will more easily forgive others. We will more um, quickly um, see ourselves in our own depravity and ultimately our need for Jesus and for grace. All right, that will wrap it up for this week. Uh, we'll be back here first thing Monday morning um, in Matthew chapter 9. But look forward to hope to see you Sunday and certainly back here on Monday. Let me pray. Lord, we confess that we are the Pharisees in this passage. We are the self-righteous. We are the self-reliant. We are the ones who don't see our need for you or for grace. And so, Father, we just continually ask you that you would open our eyes to who you are and open ourselves ours to who we, to not only who you are, but who we are and our need for you. Or we ask these things in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend.